It's just a bit of Hocus Pocus. Yeah. That's right. We're a Riverdale <laughs> recap podcast here to talk about chapter 95, Riverdale, R.I.P., question mark inside parentheses. <laughs> what the fuck type of title is it? It's an ambiguous one. That's why the question mark I'm, is in parentheses. I'm still, though, even after watching it, kind of like, why that? Uh, that is written by Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa and Greg Murray, directed by Gabriel Correa. The heavy hitters, the A-team, coming back. Oh, yeah. And oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. boy, this episode. We open mm-hmm. on our very traditional Jughead narration the of fir- him sitting in Pops typing away. The first thing he says is, it's been almost a year, which is pretty sudden, because it was Mother's Day last week. Since, like, they all came back? Yeah, in the fall. It was Mother's Day last week. Well, school went back in, like, August. Sure. Mother's Day's in May. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's only a couple months. All right, fine. Only a few months. It's fine. Apparently, summer, it's just summer this year in Riverdale looks very much like October. That's upstate New York. So far upstate, you can barely see the buildings in Manhattan. <laughs> goes into thing about how, you know, they all, like, confronted their darkest monsters themselves. You know. It's been a hard year. If you are the darkest monster in this show that's full of serial killers, <laughs> you got problems. Got some problems. Checking in on Veronica and Reggie. Uh, Reggie comes in and she's all like, hey, hey, did you pass? Did you pass that test I was helping you with? Almost. Which is no. Which is a no. And she's all like, oh, it's okay. You can take it again. We'll be study buddies. It's fine. And he replies, yes. Or we could just open a casino. You know, like the good old days when we ran a casino together. It's like, we had so much fun doing that. Like, let's do that again. She's like, "Mm, you know, maybe. Mm -hmm, Maybe. mm -hmm. And Reggie asks about Archie and and Veronica gets that faraway look in her eyes and says, you know, we're we're just different people. He understands that my future is 20 minutes south of here. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, because she doesn't (laughs) come around to the casino yet because she's very like, well, I'm going back to New York. I do like that Reggie refers to Archie as Carrot Top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's fair. It's been a while. Always calling him Carrot Top, Big Red, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh... But they are totally fucking making eyes at each other. Like They're they, making fucking eyes at each other, you could say. Uh, but that's, that's going to have to wait. Uh, because we need to go check in on Betty, mm-hmm. who is heading to the White Worm for some day drinking. And who does she find? She finds Archie, who's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. This episode, it moves so fast. There's so much to do. <laughs> and every line uh, up until we get to the titles is just nakedly expository. Yes. Like, Archie doesn't say hello. He says Eric moved out. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's like, why are you so sad? <laughs> Eric left. Did he take bingo? Does this show not have a dog anymore? No, he doesn't take bingo because later we find out there is a dog around. So unless Archie got another dog. Eric's so lonely. Eric abandoned bingo and I'm like, what the fuck? Also, where did Eric go? He found an apartment that doesn't allow dogs. It was very sad. But Archie's like, no, it's not because of Eric leaving. Veronica and I broke up. 
you know, and Betty's trying to be very supportive, like, you know, what happened? Mm -hmm. Seven years. Seven years Seven happened. years. Yeah. Seven years. Thank you for realizing that. Yes. Uh, and so uh, Archie's like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reopen Andrew's construction and have an official another job. In between my 12-hour mind shifts, my, my watches at the firehouse. Teaching. Um, Betty's like, hey, you know what? Me too, because I got the okay to reopen the FBI satellite location. She's unfired. She's officially Special Agent Cooper. Why? Who could say? Well, they caught the, like, Lonely Highway Mothman. That's true, but I don't think you get, like, I don't think you points just... for that. It's not that sort of system. They're not just going to suddenly be like, here's your diploma, congratulations. <laughs> you don't get extra credit for shooting people in a junkyard. Apparently you do. Um, but they make googly eyes at each other, Absolutely, too, yes, so you know. yes. Also, another reunion is happening. Jughead has gone to see Weatherby. Actually, Weatherby has summoned him. Which is unusual, ever since he graduated at least. <laughs> because the students would like to reopen the school newspaper, and none of the current teachers, which is to say Kevin, uh, have the time or, or energy to, to be the sponsor. So Jughead is not a teacher, but he is a teacher sponsor for the newspaper. Yes. And if things go well... He can be a teacher he can again. He be a teacher again. I'm like, you know what, Waldo? You can't be picky. <laughs> Everyone's getting other jobs. That's never stopped them from being a teacher before. Veronica's students are in this episode. <laughs> She's still been teaching. <laughs> Meanwhile, Veronica is on a, a Zoom call with some dude from back in New York from the firm. Cameron Carver, I think was his name. Very tiny letters. I yeah. might be wrong. Uh, and he's like, oh, no, you can't come back. And she's like, what do you mean I can't ca come back? You said I could. And Well, like, yeah, that that's... was before you killed Chad in cold blood. And that's kind of frowned upon around these parts. They're calling you the Black Widow of Wall Street. She's an anamorph. <laughs> that would actually be great. But he does mention that, hey, maybe in six months, that's about how long it takes for people's murder rumors to just blow over in this town. Well, it's not really a rumor. <laughs> she did kill him. The rumor is that it's cold-blooded murder and not self-defense. So no, you only need four months for that one. So meanwhile, down in the mines. <laughs> Cheryl is like fucking filing her nails while Britta is just mining away. Child labor. Why not? Go nuts. Britta doesn't mind. Like she's totally happy to help out. It keeps her in shape for the football team. <laughs> and Cheryl fills her in on how, you know, Palladium is the bridge between her and the spiritual world. And she needs it. Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. her ministry. Kevin Symbieta is going to be real happy to find out that Palladium is the bridge between the physical and, and the mystical. Yeah. Uh, Archie leads Betty into... It's the El Royale, right? Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the El Royale. And uh, there is a surprise party happening for Betty for her graduation because she missed it. Yeah, she was too busy doing Riverdale stuff to actually go and, and you know, get her, her certificate and her new badge and everything. Um, and ev everyone's there. Kevin brought cake. He brought FBI cake with handcuffs in it. 
it's um and with her face like imposed it's like her fbi id Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i'm not sure you're supposed to scan that for a cake place but i'm pretty sure nobody's gonna show up with a cake knock on the door and try to use it to impersonate her (laughs) i also like we get a little moment of like fangs and reggie and their little like friendship that occasionally happens as they chant speech 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. it's very sweet they're kindred spirits that never actually hang out um sheriff keller's alive he's there he's present he's back baby uh jug and tabitha are being all cuddly mm-hmm. it's just a lovely everyone's there everybody's having a great time and jughead's like hey tabitha we didn't actually get to do our date we should do our date. We should go get pasta right now after we're eating this cake. And she agrees to this because I guess they're made for each other. <laughs> and like, they are just so fucking happy to run out on this party to go eat Italian. And it's fucking adorable. They don't have to save room for dessert. They already had it. Yeah. You have your dessert first as the appetizer and then you can go eat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you, your dessert after the meal is just eating more breadsticks. <laughs> Perfect way to do it. Let's go eat some Italian food. But we get a little bit of like everyone checking in. So like they're having their little scene. Betty and Veronica are having a little moment where like Veronica's like, you know, Archie and I broke up. And Betty's like, yeah, I'm sticking around in Riverdale. Like there's enough crime here to last a lifetime. So it makes sense as an FBI agent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, That is the only reason why they're allowing an FBI office (laughs) in this podunk little town. Not even a town. It's not a town. It's very important for this episode that they remember that. Uh, Frank is having a little chat with Alice about like, you know, I'm glad you're doing better. Are are you getting out at all? And she's like, oh, Frank, do you have any ideas? Mm-hmm. And he just blushes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. Alice wants to date all her kids' friends' dads. <laughs> And in the absence of a dad, an uncle will do. Well, and all relationships must happen, too, while the children are also dating each other, yeah. which you know is where this is going. with Alice, the, like... Alice's tasted man is literally the closest one. <laughs> <laughs> he lives next door. Yes. <laughs> but it's always, it's always, always who's my child dating? I'm going to date the dad or the uncle, in this case, the uncle. Um, He's a very fatherly uncle. Yes. <laughs> Ever since he got out of prison. Yes. Well, Alice does like the bad boys. <laughs> Serial killer, gang member, escaped prisoner, you know. Just checking off her little bingo boxes. He got pardoned. It doesn't count anymore. <laughs> what we, we get interrupted by, though, is mm-hmm. seeing uh, in a car outside Pops... A A ghoulie. A ghoulie getting jangled up down in that straw, and boy, he needs to clean his car. It is filthy, that dashboard. After doing his jingle jangle, steps out of the car and throws a, what do you call it? A Molotov cocktail? That. A firebomb? A firebomb. An incendiary device? Yes. There's options. Right into Pop's window. And we know Dolores is in there because Dolores is covering so Tabitha and Jughead can go on a date. (laughs) And I'm very worried. Jughead traded shifts so he could take Tabitha out straight from the surprise party. 
So, so Tabitha and Jughead are enjoying their date, you know, filling each other in. He's telling her about how you know, Weatherby asked him to come back to run the paper and then maybe he could teach. And she's like, oh, and then maybe you can like move out of Archie's garage. And everything nakedly expository and setting up the future. You, you're absolutely right when you predicted that this finale would uh-huh. be a premiere. Uh-huh. Because everything that happens is about establishing the season six status quo yep. before season six even happens. Well, and we are establishing that Tabitha's like, hey, my Elise is going to expire. And Jughead's like, oh, oh, like us uh-huh. together. Uh-huh. Ooh. But they're interrupted from exploring this conversation because Dolores calls in tears. Because yeah. Pops is burning. <laughs> so we cut over to the El Royale. All of our fire boys are, are playing cards around the table when the alarm goes they're off. They're playing go fish, I would like to point out. <laughs> they're playing, they're f- playing fucking go fish. While Bingo is sleeping under the card table. This is when we know Eric abandoned his dog. Abandoned is a charged word. He didn't take him with him. Uh, so so they rush to the truck and see that all of the giant tires on their big old truck have been slashed. So they have to get the big jack and all the spares. So over at Pops, Dolores is safe. Mm-hmm. But Pops is exploding with fire. As soon as Tabitha and Jughead make it to watch, yeah, there's a huge explosion, some, some tank or other. And then we get the title card. Finally, respite. So much happened. I can breathe during the commercials. <laughs> my, my thumbs were cramping. <laughs> so immediately we are in the aftermath. Uh, uh, Pop's Chocolate Shop has a new open pl- floor plan. Maybe some patio dining options available. Yep. There's, there's no, no roof. Win- there's there's no-, no roof. There's no windows. There's no windows. Um, and Archie, being Archie, is apologizing for not being a better firefighter and getting there faster. And Tabitha's like, your tires were flat. Like, someone stabbed your tires. Kevin thinks they set a world record for, for tire changing. You know, probably. They probably did. Because, like, it was Archie, Fangs, Kevin, and Frank on the fire crew that night. Mm-hmm. They got it. The, the Frank j- could just, like, lift the truck. I was going to say the jack broke and Archie used his shoulders. <laughs> Tabitha's very like, how do I tell my grandfather? Mm-hmm. She's very upset, um, which makes sense. You've lost your livelihood and burned down the family business. But but uh, it's time to think about what's next. What do we do? Who could possibly have done such a thing? And uh, Special Agent Cooper immediately jumps to conclusions that it's Hiram Lodge. And everyone says, yes. Yes, it is Hiram Lodge. No one doubts it. Reggie is is very upset with himself for ever working for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... This is where I get my milkshakes, man. This, this is too much. <laughs> so what's the next thing you're going to do? Are you going to look for evidence? No. You're going to fucking bust down Hiram's door? Archie kicks in the door and the lock explodes <laughs> in a puff of sawdust. And then he backhands the drink out of Hiram's hand and it goes smashing against the wall. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then Sheriff Keller and Betty arrest him. Mm-hmm. You know, after they get to the part about like, and you know, a lawyer will be appointed to you if you can't afford one. He's like, oh, I can afford one and I'll be out by dinner. Where are you going to get your dinner? Not at Pops, the only restaurant around. Unless you want Italian. You don't look like you cook, dude. <laughs> no, he just drinks alcohol. <laughs> He survives on scotch. That's it. That's it. That's what he always... I mean, the only time we've ever seen this man eat since he's been divorced Mm -hmm. is the food Reggie brought him. 
The most nutritious thing he's eaten is a pint of ice cream while watching The Real Housewives. That is the only thing he's bought for himself. (laughs) Man does not know how to feed himself. (laughs) How Uh, does he maintain those abs? So uh, over at school, uh, Jughead is, is leading the first gathering of the blue and gold. And uh, he, he doesn't start with schedules, with beats. He goes immediately into journalistic integrity and the value and uh, uh, the absolute necessity of a free press for any functioning society. And one of his students, you know, when he's talking about, like, uh, people in power and, and government interference, like he's talking Woodward and Bernstein and all that, uh, points out, like, hey, you know that uh, uh, papers also have an ideological slant based on their ownership, right? There's a there's a profit motive in, in for-profit media, and Jughead lights up like he's never encountered this idea before. <laughs> yeah. Because until this school paper is relaunched, the only uh, uh, print media in Riverdale is, of course, the Lodge Ledger. Forgot what? that existed. Yeah. Re- remember how they were printing rumors about uh, uh, Cheryl's uncle's uh, uh, death? Literally half the show ago? No. Chapter 46 or 48 or something? I don't remember this at all. (laughs) I remembered that the Lodge Ledger existed, Mm -hmm. and that's it. Yeah. So uh, over at Sheriff Keller's office, he's like, you know, there's nothing that we have that links him to what happened, Mm -hmm. and, you know... Tony, we're, they're trying to interrogate the ghoulie, but we have nothing. Betty's like, you know what we need to do? We're going to go search his fucking office. There's, there's got to be a crime in there somewhere that links him to something. So, like... Well, the sort of evidence they're looking for is basically forensic accounting. They, they want to follow the money, follow a paper trail. That, that's not uh, uh, Sheriff Keller's uh, uh, whole thing. It's certainly not Archie's. So they're like, hmm, I know somebody. And they get Veronica on the horn. And meanwhile, Fangs and Tony are torturing a ghoulie. Yeah, down in the white worm, like at <laughs> at work. They're at their job. He is covered in blood. And his ghoulie makeup. And Tabitha's like, you're gonna tell us. And he's like, I'm not gonna tell you anything. And she's like, hey, Fangs, turn up that radio more <laughs> so she can like torture him. And he's like, no, 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 it was Hiram. It was Hiram. And so, so I guess so he's not overheard by who the building is burned down. There's no one here. Just in case someone's walking by. Any trucker who thinks that gas pump is still working today? And so so Tony's like, you know, why would uh you agree to this? Why would you risk war with the serpents? And he points out that the serpents are a joke because mm-hmm. they're truck drivers and baby makers now. Yeah, you're not a real gang. You all got soft. You're having jobs and families. And I would love it if he just started crying. (laughs) I just want that too. (laughs) He's like, I bet you could buy a house. (laughs) Especially with, you know, uh housing prices, what they must be in this unincorporated hellhole that's constantly on fire. I can't imagine it's a a seller's market. So uh, apparently Hiram convinced them to do this because it was like, well, then they can drive the serpents out and they can, like, retake over everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They've been promised that they will inherit the the blighted crater of what remains. Yes. And blighted craters are exactly the sort of thing ghoulies love to live in. Tony's like, oh, oh, you're going to get what you deserve. And she screams at Fangs to turn the radio up and he cranks it and all you hear is screaming in the background. <laughs> Tony Fangs! 
That baby's spending a lot of time with grandma. <laughs> so back at Hiram's office, uh, uh, all of our heroes are just ruffling through papers with flashlights and the light off. No one's here. No, you can Hiram's turn on a light. Jail. This is a legitimate FBI investigation. It, you can turn on the light. Is it? Is it? He was Mirandized. Uh, so what they found is that uh, Sodale is legally a town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it has been incorporated and... Even th- it is a town with population zero because, again, no construction has happened. Yes. Um, but what this means is that, you know, it, it could lead to things getting redrawn and, like, Riverdale being absorbed into Sodale. Yes, with, with all of Hiram's connections, it would not be difficult at all for him to annex the surrounding unincorporated land, including all of Riverdale and, of course, the palladium-rich blossom orchards. They're like, oh, dang. All good crime thrillers come down to land rights. It's the rules. Yep, yep. So uh, everyone kind of gets together to fill in on what, you know, was going on, and Tony and Fangs are like, okay... So Hiram played the ghoulies to burn down Pops, and they're also behind, like, all the other fires that all have been going on. All of the on. fires. They're the reason that the buses don't stop anymore. And Veronica, of course, has issues just like Archie and is apologizing for things outside of her control, <laughs> apologizing for her father. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tony and Fangs are like, okay... Here's the thing. We need justice. We need serpent justice. So, like, no offense, Veronica, but you're not going to fucking murder him. Apparently unaware that Veronica did kill her husband. (laughs) Two weeks ago. Wall Street knows it. Tony, you don't know it? And so Archie's like, oh, guys, like, we will take care of it. We got this. And Fangs is like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? We're the gang. You're supposed to go get signatures. No torture. Just signatures. Because we're going to do this all above board. And so Archie wants to send them to go collect 50 signatures, which would support the town becoming reincorporated. Well, 51% of residents. Oh, yeah. yeah which no. is probably 50 it signatures. It is 50 people. <laughs> There's 99 people that still live in this town. And so they agree, but they're like, if you don't fucking kill them, we will. <laughs> Take care of this. Uh, so, so outside of Pops... Veronica and Archie are sitting in his truck while it rains. The dramatic midday rainstorm. And they begin conspiracizing. (laughs) And Veronica's like, so let's say my father were to go missing, that he escaped from his jail cell. Who would go looking for him? Not my mom. No. Not Hermosa. She feels betrayed by him. And we're like, wait, she does? Oh, Okay. Uh, oh, she also is like, you know what we do? We take him out by the Maple Barrens. That's Archie's idea, to take him to the Maple Barrens. Yep. But before they can get farther in this, there is a startling knock on the window, and it is Reggie, soaked to the bone. And uh, Archie's like, hey, what's up, Reggie? We're here conspiring over here. You want to help us conspire? And he's like, I got your smoking gun. This is proof. And he hands them a flash drive. Mm-hmm. Because Reggie knows all of Hiram's bullshit. Meanwhile, far, far away, someone is calling the the uh, Riverdale FBI office, and Special Agent Cooper picks up. And it is the TBK. She recognizes his voice immediately. Well, he says, Betty. <laughs> Anybody could say that. It's a very specific way to say it. 
But but yeah, he is uh, in his trash bag mask, covered in blood. The dude may- na- He has a naked torso, just covered in blood. The man needs a shower or a shirt, preferably both. Very sticky. He's congratulating her on her graduation. And that's it. That's all he really wanted to say. He hangs up before the call can get traced. Says her name a few times in his really weird way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yes, hangs up. I was honestly trying to get a really good look at his abs to see if they, like, match up with anyone else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You think it might be Edgar back from space? (gasps) Those abs weren't chiseled enough. It's been seven years. It's been eight years now. Chad Michael Murray wouldn't do me wrong. (laughs) Back at Pop's Chocolate Shop, or or the remains of Pop's Chocolate Shop, uh, uh, Jughead has rustled up some grub. You'd think the kitchen would be one of the more flammable parts. Apparently the kitchen is the thing that's still in operation and he was able to make Tabitha a burger and two milkshakes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Even the glasses are fine. They're not even like smoked, let alone, you know, shattered in the intense heat. I bet that burger tastes a little char grilled though. (laughs) Uh, This is how we save pops. Yeah. We steal Burger King's whole shtick. Yeah. But they taste good this time. (laughs) Jughead's all like, oh, you know, have you been talking with the insurance company? Tabitha's like, yeah, so about that. They won't pay because I stopped paying them. Apparently that's against their rules or whatever. Yeah, she stopped paying her premiums because she chose to pay her waitresses instead because she Mm -hmm. couldn't do both things. Jughead's like, no, that was like the right thing to do. Jughead congratulates her on actually, you know, caring for her employees and treating them as as people with needs and and rights. Yes. Uh, And then he's like, you know what? I know exactly what's going to make things better. And I'm thinking musical performance, because everybody's solution to every problem in this town is a musical performance. A little little dance. The jukebox somehow still works. Because you're too old to do the car wash thing. (laughs) Uh, but no, it's him pulling out a copy of the Lodge Ledger Mm -hmm. that's like, and the Lodge Ledger talks about how Pops went down just like a meteor took out the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and let us see this as a a chance for new life and and, uh, out with the old, in with the new, whatever shape that may take. And Jughead's like, you know what? I got an idea. Crime, 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 It will bring back Pops, but it will make us feel better in our hearts. Crime, 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 crime. And he is so proud of himself that he steals half of Tabitha's burger. Well, she wasn't going to finish it anyway. She she hasn't had much of a, a appetite since the, the first bulwark against racism in the town of Riverdale was destroyed. This is true. Archie and Veronica go to see Hiram in jail. And Veronica instantly pulls a gun on Hiram. Crime, 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 crime. And orders him to stand up. And Archie covers his head with a hood. (laughs) And the fear in Hiram's eyes is wonderful. Is it a red hood? No. No. It's a black hood. It should have been. Uh, And meanwhile, Jughead... A red circular hood. Jughead is leading his plan, which is to take Tabitha to the Lodge Ledger. Mm -hmm. And it is to do crime. Yes. Every (laughs) newspaper in this town has been arsoned at least once. Slow motion of him, hand, well, he hands her, or he lights her cocktail, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she chucks it at the window in slow motion, and there's this wonderful, like, whoa face as it goes up in flames, and then they fucking make out. They make out hardcore until a phone rings, because Archie cannot allow public street sex. Yep. Yeah, th- that's where I, it was going. 
Jughead is so turned on by crime. <laughs> he was the serpent king. He's all over Tabitha. It's a good thing Betty isn't here to see this, because you know she's always afraid of people she dates turning into her father, who also threw a Molotov cocktail through the window of the Riverdale Register. Yeah. Well, he didn't throw it. It was Tabitha that threw it. Still. Meanwhile, Tony and Fangs are having a chat about how the serpents aren't over. Mm -hmm. Fangs is reassuring her. And she's like, well, no, like, it's been on the back burner. Like, we've been... Doing all these other things, like focusing on the baby and our jobs and like, we haven't been good serpents. Our many, many jobs. We haven't been selling enough weed and hitting people with chains. Like, what is a good serpent? And uh, Fangs is like, but we've been serpents since birth. And that freaky deaky ghoulie is not going to change that. (laughs) They talk a little bit about how like their numbers are, are dwindling, but how Tabitha wants the serpents to be a big part of Riverdale's rebuild. We haven't been hanging out in junkyards after all our houses got burned down. And like little baby Anthony will one day be king of the serpents. But for right now, it needs to be you, Fangs. We haven't been making people dog sit and pretending it's a solemn ceremony. What What is a good serpent? Please tell me. <laughs> they apparently know because they decide to kiss too. Everyone's <laughs> kissing and being interrupted by texts because they are interrupted by Veronica texting. All, all these scene transitions are just phone calls. I, they're all being called to the same place lately, but it just keeps happening. Well, where they are being called is to go stand by the Welcome to Riverdale sign Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with Hiram held at gunpoint. Yes. And he thinks he's being executed, but no, no, no. They are exiling him. Quote, I blame Archie. Yeah, you always do. Every time for everything. (laughs) I blame Archie. And she's like, you can't. We broke up. (laughs) Man. (laughs) And what I love. No take backsies. I touched home base. <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do? Like, you can't do anything. And Archie pulls out his fucking laptop. Mm-hmm. And so we should say who's here. Oh, Archie yeah, everyone's here. Literally everyone. Everyone who has a speaking role in this episode is here. We have the sheriff. We have... We have Kevin. We have Fangs. We have Tony. We have Alice. We have Frank. We have Betty, Veronica, Cheryl, Britta. Britta! Uh, Tabitha, Jughead... And everyone has a gun or a and bat. And Reggie, Reggie's here. Or There's, Cheryl has her bow. Tabitha has her taser. <laughs> and she wields it menacingly, standing next to a man with a pump-action shotgun. Fucking love it! I love it! So this is not an execution. This is an exile. They're they're sending him to, to take the long walk into the wilderness. because in Down the lonely highway. Good luck. Because in we got rid of all the serial killers, so you'll be fine. Because in one hour's time, after his head start, uh, Special Agent Betty Cooper is going to log into evidence a surveillance video image of Hiram Lodge executing an old man in a nursing home. Well, who was that? That was, uh, oh, that was Dooley. Was it Dooley? Governor Dooley? No. No? It's his mentor from his origin story episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That old dude. Do we even alive? I don't know. Yes, thanks to Uncle Frank. That's why he got his pardon. Oh, yeah, he did. That's right. Okay. It was Vito, Vittorio Alto. Okay. They should have named him Papa Mary. I like that his last name was High. He's the High Vito. The High Vito. 
And uh, Hiram looks kind of worried, actually. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know what he wonders? He's like, well, what about my stuff? <laughs> what about my possessions? It is all being seized to be sold at auction. Uh, what, what can't be used? What can't be used for the town's uh, uh, rebuilding and, and development directly will instead be sold for funds. So everyone cocks their weapon. Yeah, and it, uh, I would love to see Cheryl like cock her bow, just like double pull it. I mean, she basically did. She <laughs> aimed. She got ready. Tabitha did a little. <laughs> Of her, like, taser. Uh, yeah, she's the last line of defense. It, it's like if, you know, a, a kick returner starts, like, breaking for the end zone. The the kicker's job is to tackle him. Yeah. That's Tabitha. Those that just have beaten sticks, like, checked their grip, ready to go. Uh, and Veronica sends him off by saying, TikTok, Daddy. Mm-hmm. As he walks away, as they've chased him out of town. So you know what happens next? Sheriff Keller and Kevin spend some time together drinking a beer and toasting for running Hiram out of town. They spend time together for the first time since Kevin had his breakdown. Yep. Keller's like, you know, I've been thinking. What would you say to being my deputy full-time, son? What would you say to having two police officers in the entire county? (laughs) And having a whole other job on top of holding the school on your shoulders. Because this episode is all about... People setting goals for the future and setting up the season six status quo. And Kevin's part of that is saying, no, I must follow my dreams. And go try Broadway. It is Broadway or bust. I I am crossing the river and burning the boats when I land. I'm going to do this, Dad. And Keller's very happy for him, but I'm just here like, are you not going to be in the next season? Right? Like, what? 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 Meanwhile, Archie, Fangs, and Tony are having a little chat, mm-hmm. uh, checking in on how the signature's going. They're they're not quite to 50% yet, but they're getting there. If Hiram is gone, what is the need for immediate incorporation? I mean, I guess Sodale he... is still, like, incorporated. Yeah, I guess he so... could just do it from afar. He yeah. Did... Okay. You ran him out of town, but you didn't take his cell phone. <laughs> Uh, so then they, they talk about, like, well, you know, if there's going to be a town, I guess, like, maybe we need a mayor. Archie's like, oh, I, I've been thinking about that, and I know who I'd vote for. Tony? And she says, no, too busy. And he's like, fangs? I just got crowned Serpent King, and Archie's like, hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Good job. Hell yeah, bro. Serpent King. My buddy Jughead used to be Serpent King. He lives in my garage. I wasn't too happy when his dad was Serpent King, but I've grown a lot as a person since then. (laughs) Cheryl and Britta are in the mine. This time, Cheryl is actually digging. Helping, yes. Dressed in her yoga gear? I don't know. So what uh, Cheryl pulls out of the, the rock... Is a skull. That's no nugget. That's a skull. And Britta rushes from a different part of the mind, carrying an entire fucking skeleton. She's a strong girl. And so they find a heck of a lot more, and they put it all over the dining room table back home. And Nana Blossom says, yes, I was wondering if they'd ever be found. (laughs) She knows everything. She's pulling all the strings. Yeah. Puppet Master Nana. Oh, I gotta point out that Cheryl refers to Britta as Britannia. Yes, Britannia. I'm like, is that her real name or is that just like Cheryl is like, you're not fancy enough? That's her name now. Talking about these skeletons, she's like, these are the forgotten. 
Ah, the Forgotten Ones. So it is time for some family history. Deeper and farther back than ever before, yes. we learn the tale of Abigail Blossom and the events of the year 1890. When Thornhill was a girl's school. Yep, a, a school for the, the outcast girls of society. None more outcast than Abigail Blossom herself, who never did take a husband and never wished for that to change. The town people were suspicious. <laughs> and here's why, really, though. It's because they knew palladium was in the fucking mine and they wanted it. Abigail also wanted it to be this mystic bridge to the realm beyond. Apparently that's just a thing. And so all where the story is being told, we are getting, like, a flashback to this time where Cheryl is Abigail. Yes, Madeline Petch is playing Abigail. Yes. Um, I would not be surprised if one of these students was Britta's actor and I just didn't notice. Oh, yeah. Because she wouldn't sell the Palladium, people from the town came with pitchforks mm -hmm. and grabbed Abigail and took her into the groves and burned her at the stake like a fucking witch. They, they accused her of witchcraft. Yes. And, and this is so, my favorite part. And so she did some witchcraft. She laid a, t a curse. Well, yes. She laid a curse upon upon them all and their descendants. And, and here's why. Because Nina Bros is like, brace yourself, child. <laughs> it was the ancestors of your friends. Archibald Andrews. Jedediah Jones and Beatrice Cooper. Who are, of course, KJ Appa, Cole Sprouse, <laughs> and, and Lily Reinhardt. And Abigail, in her final breath, while being burned at the stake. Damn them all. Mm -hmm. uh, and not long after, there was a collapse down in the mines that killed an entire generation of Riverdale's finest men. Uh, who are all, like, you know, relatives of these people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's like, some say it was the curse. And she's like, how do you know all this? Why, Abigail's journal, my dear pet. And so, so yeah, there's just, there's always more family heirlooms. If, if you want to find out about the Blossoms, there's more family heirlooms. I'm going to pretend that this journal was hidden in the painting from the season two premiere that never went anywhere. <laughs> This fiendishly important painting that that uh, led to Penelope getting horribly burned. Yeah. For a couple weeks. Fucking love Nana Rose. Yes. Nana Rose is my favorite. Always. She just has all these fucking stories and refuses to say anything until you put a skeleton at her dinner plate. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, child. I'm going to talk more about uh, my supporting evidence later, but I still think this is just like the Mothman. She's having fun, telling a story, and just seeing what, what the youths do. <laughs> She's Watch them fucking dance. with everyone. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm old. This is my TV. <laughs> All my soap operas stopped airing 30 years ago. <laughs> I don't like those newfangled ones. She's reinvented Passions, yes. <gasps> yes! I occasionally watched Passions as a child. <laughs> it was just the craziest fucking bullshit. And here we are today. Unlike all other soap operas, like, insane! So back at Pop's Chocolate Shop, it is living up to the name because there's Pop Tate! It's Pop! Pop Tate rushed back after Tabitha called him. Wearing his, like, Hawaiian yeah. shirt. Because he's on retirement he's in Florida. He's retired in Florida. 
I love Pop Tate. He's like, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to use my retirement to cover the rest of the money you need to fix up Pops. And he's so apologetic about all the debt that was still tied to the property when, when he gave it to her. I miss my customers, so like, I will do this for you, but only if you let me come back and work. For limited hours, please, please. Daylight only, less bad things happen in daylight hours. But I mean, Pops is coming back. Pops is my back. Buddy. Yes. We're gonna have Tabitha and Pop time. Yeah, and like, they're gonna hug. Oh, oh, this also means that we get Pop Tate. Dealing with the fact his granddaughter is dating Jughead, his second son. Yeah, one the of the son he loves more. One of his special guys. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about this. <laughs> then uh, the core four are are having a little meeting about how the town should be run. They're they're trying to draw up the inaugural recharter of Re Riverdale, especially its leadership structure. Uh, apparently, the whole town is terrified of mayors after, you know, Hiram was one. Yes. So they're like, well, what about a committee? Committee? Would people like a committee? Jughead uh, offers, like, direct democracy, full town meetings for every uh, uh, important thing, which Betty accurately describes as anarchy. Yes, that, that is one model an anarchist would propose. Good job. Is that a problem? <laughs> it can be a logistical problem, but for a town this size, eh, less so, honestly. Eh. Especially if you allow votes by proxy. It's the 21st century. Just do it by Zoom. Yes. There you go. Cheryl busts in and she's like, all of you, the descendants of who has betrayed me or something like that. And she's met with, quote, Cheryl, what the hell are you talking about? Nobody knows your bullshit today, Cheryl. Luckily, she brought the journal and she passes it around. Mm -hmm. And Veronica's just there like, so just to be clear. My ancestors were not involved, so I'm like, good, right? <laughs> yeah, but you're still hanging with these bloody families. Fuck you too. So what Cheryl wants is a formal and public apology. And she wants it to happen tomorrow. And they're like, this is going to derail the town. Can we wait a few days? And she's like, no, you just want me to forget. And we're not doing that bullshit. Cheryl, this is literally not important. This is meaningless. Not only does your family still have and profit from this mine and all the trees above it, but you're the richest family in town and have been for generations. She's like, oh, you want to talk about my trees? The roots of my grove have been intertwined with bodies. My sap, my syrup has been polluted. She demands they beg for her forgiveness and like, Why? You are not dispossessed. There is no historical crime here. Who among us has not had a lynched ancestor? Of them? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? All of them probably have. Like, that's that would not be surprising. It would be one thing if it was, you know, Jughead, who has not come from wealth. He had to sell millions of copies of books to get enough money to be evicted. Uh, so Cheryl storms out. Uh, and is all like, you better do this or my wrath, man. And they're all like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is going on? We can't dwell on it too much because Jughead needs to go be with his students. He has renamed the school paper to be the Riverdale Choice. And they are a true free press. Yes. 
They're going to cover all news for town because, again, the school paper is the only print media in this town. If it even is a town, uh, they have two copies of their first issue. One where the cover story is, you know, the vote passes. One where the cover story is that the vote fails. Yes. And Jughead says something about how, like, they are going to hold everyone accountable, even if it's their friends. And I'm like, ooh, foreshadowing. Especially if it's their friends, he, he uh, uh, emphasizes. Foreshadowing. So meanwhile, uh, Veronica lets Reggie know that she is down with that casino idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They make googly eyes at each other. There's a, there's a lot of that going around. Yeah. Very, uh, shall we say, season premiere googly eyes. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Archie is leading the town meeting uh, in the El Royale, like you do. The only public gathering place that still exists. There was a... a l- Pretty sure we used to, used to use the school theater... For these things, but... Well, no, there was the town hall where, oh, yes. where they had uh, the, the debate where Fred got yes. shot or yes. nearly got shot. But uh, there was a line earlier that Archie checked out that space and, you know, it has degraded. It is a fire trap. It's not safe. Oh. <laughs> he said that to, to Tony and Fangs when he invited them both to run for mayor. <laughs> what I love is the first shot we see of a group of people sitting it's just all of the main cast. And I'm like, is this literally the only people that showed up to this? But is there no-, no one else in the town? Then we get another angle like, oh, there's some anonymous extras. Okay. Okay. Oh, there's other people that live here. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, it, the establishing shot, you only see familiar faces. It's like, are the only residents the people who ran Hiram out on a rail? Is that it? You couldn't have had the meeting right then and there. <laughs> Uh, and so Archie explains that they have decided to go with a council of four. We shall call it the Fellowship of Riverdale. <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? Uh, but <laughs> but that is when Cheryl kicks down the door and demands to be heard. Is like, oh, a council of four. Let me guess. It's you four that are all on all the posters of the show with me, huh? And And Archie says, no, it's not me, but my uncle. <laughs> it's not Betty, but her mom. It's not Jughead, but... The girl he's dating and a girl he used to date once a, a little bit in season two. Just a little. And it's Tabitha! Because Pops. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the girl he's dating now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so screw your accusations of nepotism. <laughs> and she's like, well, what about the past? Like, tonight's not about the past. It's about the future. Because Archie's introduction, even before this interruption, yes. was really framing it in the legacy of Fred. And uh, there, there's like a low shot with the, the roof of the El Royale behind him with its big logo, but also the big framed photo of Fred. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, a lot of you knew my father and you knew that he believed in this town, not because of what it was, but for its potential, what it could be. And, and that's how he's presenting Uh, Riverdale 2, the sequel to Riverdale. Yes. And Cheryl's like, you know what? Fuck all this. Thornhill (laughs) is succeeding from the town. We are not a part of this bullshit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You get no maple from us. So uh, the the rest of the town immediately uh, and unanimously agrees to be a town again with redrawn borders excluding Thornhill. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Okay. And they're all very happy And excited. And Reggie and Veronica decide to immediately corner the new committee uh, with like, hey, we have this idea for a white glove family friendly casino. A thing that has never existed anywhere. 
There's not a white glove family friendly anything. And what I love is Frank's like, we have traffic lights and potholes to worry about first. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole council shoots them down immediately, but I love the way that all four do it distinctly. Yes. Alice immediately takes a, a moral stance against the, this den of sin. And Frank is very practical, like, we got to get the, the traffic signals working first before we can even hear this out. Tabitha goes from self-interest, like, uh, I mean, our priorities should include pops. And then Tony is the conciliator trying to make peace, like... I would love to hear a, a more fleshed out proposal in next month's meeting. Yes. So even though they all agree, there are clear tensions in this council immediately. Oh, and yeah. That's just, mm, it's a it's a 20 second scene that I love. It does so much. It, well, you really see like, mm, is it going to work out well? I'm not <laughs> sure it's going to. Betty goes to Archie and is like, well, Riverdale uh, lives to fight another day. And she's like, hey, Archie, like, should we be worried about Cheryl? And he's like, no. And I'm like, yes, you should. What's the worst she can do? It's not like she's proven herself to be a literal sorceress before. You should be a little concerned. Archie doesn't know because he was inside the mine when she saved him. This is true. Uh, so back at Thornhill, Nana Nana Rose is like, so how did it go, giant? Yeah, not well. She did not get what she wanted. So Nana's like, hey, uh, I got I got just what you need. Here's the last page. Here's Abigail's final words. The last word she ever spoke as she was being burned. The curse? Speak the speech, child. Do not trust Nana. <laughs> She will not live to see the fallout of your actions, and she knows it. Do not trust her. Nana Rose is like, this will be a fitting tribute to Abigail's honor to curse the town again. Nana heard about the hole in the ozone layer and just burned a bunch of cans of hairspray. Like, go on, do it, do it. I don't fucking care anymore. The three of them sit around a table, and this is when- Nana, Cheryl, and Britta. Britta. Brenna, who is dressed like a weird sister from Sabrina, I'd like to point out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Cheryl, this is when she announces that Thornhill will no longer be a ministry, but a home for wayward girls, just like Abigail did. Yes, an academy for lost and wayward vampire girls. Yes. <laughs> so she reads The Curse. And, you know, it's very cursy, you know. In Satan's name. In Satan's name, I curse you and, and your, your... Revenge strike you down. And all of your bloodline in perpetuity. I'll, I'll bl- bathe in the blood. Party of the first part, bathe in the blood of the party of the second part. All all that basic but curse the, boilerplate. And then the windows fucking burst open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And crashing noises is all around Thornhill. There are shrieking winds all around uh, uh, Archie, Betty, and Jughead. Jughead even says, it feels like someone is walking on my grave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But while we check in with everyone having these weird feelings, what we see is Archie has just put up a new Riverdale sign. And now our logo's obsolete again. And we need a new one. It lasted one whole season. <laughs> because now it has a lovely image of pops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess we have to... Figure that out. <laughs> Alice is so nice to Archie because she is trying to get in Frank's pants. Because <laughs> she's like, Archie, it's your best work ever. The way it's to a, so nice. The way to a man's heart is through his stomach, but they don't tell you that the way to a man's crotch is through his nephew. 
<laughs> it's a very confusing route, but... <laughs> it works. It works. Jughead and, and Tabitha feel the wind uh, outside Pops, and in the background we see a Pops food truck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This food truck, I've been waiting for this food truck for weeks and weeks. Yeah. Because the the picture of, like, everyone waving at the camera, big group shot to celebrate the series wrap. Oh, it was there. It was the whole, it was all of everybody in between the Pops food truck and the the uh, Pussycats custom uh, tour bus. Yeah. Which is another bit of evidence that, yes, the Pussycats episode was filmed last and inserted earlier in, in yep. the run order. Yep. But uh, I don't know what exactly the fuck Veronica and Reggie are doing when they feel okay, theirs. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 so, yeah. <laughs> Veronica and Reggie, they, they have this tracking shot, essentially. They walk into the, the jewelry store, and in the back room of the jewelry store, all of Veronica's high school students are in matching sweatshirts working at these bizarre neon computer consoles? Like, it's some sort of cyber casino, because after she, like, congratulates one guy on, like, hey, good job babysitting this beep-boop machine, whatever the fuck you're doing, <laughs> she goes into, like, the gaming room proper. Is is this casino in the Matrix? They did say Posh and Pearls was going to be a front for something, but I'm kind of confused. How does this work? If this, How many, like, behind-you storefronts did you buy? And if this room is your absolute top-of-the-line uncheatable security system slash cheat-the-rubes system mm. that I'm sure that Reggie was lobbying for, why is it in the hallway between your front door front entrance and the gaming room? Yeah! Shouldn't it go in, like, the opposite order or something? And why is it being run by teenagers who you already know cannot be trusted to follow your instructions in your scams? I'm very confused. They caused hyperinflation, Veronica. But Veronica and Reggie aren't confused because they just fucking make out. They just make out. It's, it's fine. fine. So meanwhile, Betty and Archie are enjoying some beers mm-hmm. and having a good giggle. And, and it turns out Archie lonely. Ooh. He's like, I want us to try again. And not as like friends with benefits, but like friends, if you know what I mean. And she does. So they rush straight upstairs. And I'm going to in- do it in my twin bed. Twin bed. And in that twin bed, the uh, sweaters go akimbo. All the abs. Every which way. And they're like, wait, can you hear that? We see all the stretch in Betty's jeans. Do you hear that ticking? And they look over at Archie's digital clock. And they're like, that's not what it is. (laughs) And so then Archie looks under the bed. And a cartoon time bomb. It's like... Fucking bomb! Like, sticks of bright red dynamite with multicolored wires going every which way. And, and a, a big ol' like chrome-ass alarm clock. And then we cut to Hiram saying tick, tick, boom, as a clock counts down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This- in his car. And he drives away from Riverdale and the drone shot pulls out and we see smoke in the distance. You can't put out the fire if you blow up the fire chief. There you go. Yeah, that's how it goes. Shouldn't we have blown up the firehouse then too? We tried slashing the tires. It did not stop them. These firefighters are unstoppable. Did Archie and Betty die? Did they leap out the window into Betty's house that is quite close by? Oh, yeah. They set up a zip line. They, they, they just <gasps> never mentioned line. it. 
I really prefer to think that Archie just grabbed, like, Betty and they tucked and rolled and, like, jumped out the second story window. Remember the time Moose survived, like, eight point-blank gunshots? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that is our banger of a cliffhanger. Darling, you, you had this episode dead to rights weeks ago. Uh, yeah. uh, everything that happens is setting up what the next season's going to be, even though we aren't in it yet. And it ends on a literally explosive cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. So we know what everybody's goals are, where they're at, where they're trying to get, uh, uh, who they're trying to get. And I, I told you, like, cliffhanger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's exactly what I thought it would be in pacing and, and events. I mean, not the specific events necessarily, but... The categories of events. Yes. So, darling, what did you think of Chapter 95, Riverdale, colon, R.I.P., parentheses, question mark? So much happened! So much... So much punctuation. So much happened! Kind of fucking loved it. Okay. I loved driving Hiram from the town. Yes. I loved knowing Pop Tate's coming back to me. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Tony or Tabitha and Jughead. Big fan. <laughs> oh, oh, it's been very clear for months. I love it. I love it. There was a lot of stuff going on. There's just a lot of stuff. I love all the events. The events. the big events I love. Uh the the setup, the potential for the future. Frankly, I think about this episode the way Archie talks about Riverdale's possibilities. Yeah. I'm not thinking about the past. I'm, I'm thinking about what could be. And when I think about what could be, this episode gives a lot. I want to find out what what a good serpent is going yeah. forward. I, I, There's some goofy things. I No, I, I rag on that because I'm curious. I want an answer to that question. Yeah. I think one of the surprising things with this episode is like how little TBK was in it. But Though you know that's all of next season. Clear signpost. TBK will return in Riverdale oh, yeah. season six. This is coming. But if you were to just, like, snip this out, watch it alone, not worry about what, what came before or after, it's just so overstuffed, so expository, so purpose-driven that it, I don't think it stands on its own two feet. Scenes do. Scenes do for sure. But I don't think I like the episode very much. No? I mean, it's not, like, the best episode. Here's where it's good. It has me really excited for next season. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, I'm really excited. And I'm really excited to see where things go. Especially with, like, dealing with how, you know, the split season has been and with COVID and filming and stuff. Like, needed to move stuff along. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My question is, did we need everybody to tell us what they're going to do next season? Did we need Frank and Alice to be set up? Could that have waited a month? No, because I love it. Did we need Kevin to talk about his big stage dream, his name up in lights? No, we didn't actually need that. But that I could have waited I a liked month. that they had a son, father-son moment. Yes, yes. I think why I like it more is because there was everyone interacted with everyone. Yeah, yeah. The information that was happening within those moments, yes, a lot, a lot of it very pushed. Very dense, but hyper dense. I just like when everyone interacts and yeah, you get those yeah. moments of like, yes, these characters actually do all exist in this town. Honestly, I'm very curious what new beginnings are left for the premiere because it the premiere still has to do the job of a premiere. It's going to feel so weird if the premiere is just episode two of a story. It could be. 
I mean, things that feel weird have never not... <laughs> that's Riverdale, well, so it could happen. Here's the thing. I don't think it's going to be that weird because the sec- next season comes in a month. Right, we right, We only right. have a month off. It's going to feel like a mid-season break. I mean, this was a smarter way to handle it with that fact of they, they knew probably that it was going to be a short time frame. Right. I mean, this season's premiere was its fourth episode anyway, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're just going. How do I want to transition? How do I want to segue? There... We want to talk about the one thing we do know before our predictions because it's really obvious. Tradition would dictate we do that after predictions, but I'm fine to talk about it if you are. It's kind of that whole thing where like, I, well, I can't say any predictions about it. Okay. Because it's not fair. Okay. So if we talk about it, then we could talk about how it where we predict it might go. Okay. So we are recording this on the day when it has been announced that Kiernan Shipka will appear in the sixth season of Riverdale as Sabrina Spellman. Are we surprised? Sabrina the Teenage Witch. As soon as unambiguous, unimpeachable supernatural elements finally exist in Riverdale, Sabrina's coming on the show. I knew that's where they were going. Like, yeah. you, had, you had to have known, like, it was going to go in a route. I wasn't sure if she was going to actually appear, mm-hmm. but you knew it was going to reference she, she just shows up at Thornhill and is like, hey, which one of you cursed some people in my dad's name? <laughs> I, I don't like, that's not nice. Don't do that. He's not a very nice dad. Anyway, I'm dead. What's up with that? <laughs> Spoilers for the fourth season of Chilling Adventures, I guess, but she's <laughs> dead maybe she's not chilling adventures sabrina maybe she Uh, is playing a new sabrina sabrina multiverse well i mean she did call on satan so like i don't know he can like pull her out of the afterlife yeah also when has death ever stopped anything from chilling adventures when has death stopped anything in riverdale (laughs) so one of my predictions Mm -hmm. does not have to do with that it has to do with betty and archie i predict one of them gets amnesia uh huh. Just as they were rekindling their relationship, and I can't decide if it would be Archie or Betty. Because, like, if it's Betty, that will affect everything with TVK. Oh, of course. And, yeah. like, she's not going to be able to catch the signs of him, like, intruding on Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Right? But if it's Archie, the town is going to burn because Archie holds the town together. Yes. But one of them gets amnesia. I say from the tuck and roll of jumping out the window to not be blown up by the bomb. My predictions were prepared spoiler-free and have nothing to do with Sabrina. <laughs> okay, fine. I signposted this one earlier. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm picking that pin out. There were no Coopers until Betty's great-grandpa changed his name. Oh. If that's supposed to be Beatrice's husband, then, you know, we got some hard timeline work to stretch. No, Nana is fucking with people. That's my evidence she's making this Abigail shit up. Yeah. The curse is clearly real, but the Abigail story is is just some, like, family myth. It's not real. She's leading everybody, like, fucking Pied Piper to ruin with these lies. Yeah. Yes. You know, I think a lot of people could think, well, okay, so Cheryl's basically going to be running, like, a witch school. A, a coven, a you coven. might call it. She's going to have her own coven, right? Yeah. 
So instead of starting to think of herself as like a god, Mm -hmm. she is going to become to think of herself as Satan herself. Oh, uh-huh. And and that's why they have to come get her, is to be like, oh, hold up, bitch. I've ruled hell. It's not great. It's actually really boring. Hell is really boring in Chilling Adventures. (laughs) And like, textually, she gets bored in hell. Yes, she does. But yeah, so she's like... I gotta, I gotta check you. No, <laughs> you can't be going around falsifying all this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Abigail was a witch. She's like, yes, you got the magic inside of you. Eh. Like the the quote is that uh, Sabrina will arrive to to help Cheryl in her time of greatest need. Yeah. I don't think being really offended at something that yes was awful, but you learned about it yesterday, is her time of greatest need. Yeah. Whatever this is, something worse is going to happen to Cheryl. <gasps> she's going to summon all the oh. bones that oh, yeah, are she, under. She's going to get in really over her head. Yeah. She's going to start dabbling way too deep. And when we're going to have, like, fucking zombies walking around. They're going to indirectly adapt afterlife. Yeah. And Sabrina's character is a part of that. Yeah. We're not getting Chilling Adventure Sabrina. We're, We're getting, getting Afterlife, Afterlife Sabrina, Sabrina. Played by Kiernan Shipka. That is good. It's going to be basic. I like, I won't. Oh, that's good. <gasps> woo, it, woo. What if it's oh my God. Archie dies from the fucking bomb. <gasps> and just a resurrection. And Cheryl resurrects him. And Archie's then we get- patient zero instead of uh, a hot dog. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bingo. No, bingo. it's bingo. It's bingo. Because he kept bingo. It's bingo, and that's what's going to happen. Oh, my God. They do not fucking do this. They don't deserve us. Blair, do not let me down. Okay. Uh, I think the town council is clearly going to collapse as they all have different priorities. Oh, yeah. I get a vibe from Uncle Frank that he's an anti-government libertarian. Yeah. I, I think he thinks there shouldn't be... A, like, okay, we're going to, like... Dot the I's and cross the T's so Hiram doesn't fuck us over. But that doesn't mean we're a town. He's going to be like that that aunt, that uh, town in Vermont that just had the bears roam free. Yeah. That's what he wants. And <sighs> and what? You think Alice is going to be pro-serpent? She's going to mess with, like, uh, uh, Tony's agenda? Well, I was going to say, she's going to try to shut down the white worm for yes. being, like, trash like a casino. Mm-hmm. And then Tony's going to be like, what the fuck? She's going to try to turn Riverdale into a dry county somehow. Oh, fuck that shit. You're like, oh, we can't sell alcohol on a Sunday. We're after 7 p.m. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. No, th- this town council is not going to be long-lived. No. I have one about Thornhill, but I don't even want to say it anymore because I like everything we did a minute ago way better. Yeah, yeah. Well, what was it? Out of curiosity. Oh, that because Thornhill is Thornhill and its estates and lands are such an exception to the town charter, that's the loophole that gets Hiram back involved in, in Riverdale business. Oh. Which in a non-supernatural story, I think would be the case, but like, it still might be the case, but it's not nearly as fun to talk about. Yeah. Ooh, what if something with this, with the whole like... Uh, afterlife with Archie type thing mm-hmm. is Riverdale had some protect at the same time as having a curse. There was some type of protection that was protecting the town from these supernatural things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but because Cheryl has, you know, annexed herself, Thornhill is no longer protected mm. and that's where all of it starts to go. But then it spreads to the town. Like they mm. had to be together as like a whole to be protected from the yes, curse. Yes. Yes. 
now that you've changed what is and isn't Riverdale, that, that it's made the, the wards all woobly. Yeah. 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 That's why it was never affected by the shit going on in Greendale before. Mm-hmm. Just down the road. I swear if I don't get that fucking mystical deer back, I'm going to be pissed. And it's why uh, Cheryl's mysticism never really took hold until the borders of Riverdale were dissolved. Yeah. It, it took a couple months after that, but it, it was a necessary condition. Well, it takes a little while for, you know, the spirits to spread the word. We, we had to have another spring melt uh, to, to flush the river. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. While we were recording, uh-huh. a trailer dropped, a season <laughs> six teaser trailer dropped. So we are back. So we're back to talk about that. And we have learned some things. Oh my God. We learned some things, including they have renamed the town River Vale. Yep. And it's, it's not just Tony speaking wrong in the trailer. It is written on the fire truck. Yeah. Some things to look out for. Jughead getting frustrated and slamming his newspaper while while Tabitha looks worried for him. Uh, uh, lots of Veronica and Reggie smooching all over on, the place. On cash on as well. A bed covered bed with of cash. cash. There are voodoo dolls. Yeah, let's talk about the weird shit. Uh, there's a whole lot of like... Voodoo dolls on sticks. Like burlap or some sort of heavy fabric voodoo dolls on thin sticks rooted into the ground. In the maple grove, we assume. Yeah, yeah. Shots, overhead shots of maples, always creepy. Britta is joined by many other girls dancing with those voodoo dolls. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Cheryl is clearly leading an army of these these wayward girls. The the big shot we both want to talk about. Yes. Is uh, Cheryl in her regalia with like this crown and a blood red huge dress and everything. And she's surrounded by an amazing number of our regular cast. In a quick look, it just looks like it's a whole bunch of her followers dressed in white and red. But But when you take a close look, you have Alice and Frank. You have Tony and Fangs. You have Reggie and Veronica. There is... Uh, Jughead and Tabitha, and there is Nana Rose holding Julian. Yes. The fucking Julian doll. The Julian doll is back. It, Pop Tate, Pop Tate is, is part there. of whatever this is. So I'm thinking that this is from a later portion when, like, we all have to band together to fix some, some wrong. We have to write something that went wrong along the way. Yes. Because, I mean, some of these people have joined cults before. Yes. Yes. This is true. But I don't think all of them at once would, and not for Cheryl's sake. No. That's just a lot. It's a lot. It's It's a a lot. lot. And I am intrigued. It it is also interesting that they're hyping up the beginning of season six as a five-episode event. That's all the time you get from mid-November to mid-December. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's... Are you talking about the break you always take for the holidays and New Year's? Yes. Because that's not that's not special. That's just coincidence. Well, and think about it. They're probably going to have like a week off for Thanksgiving, too. So like... Is... Unless season six is just five episodes and you're calling it a season, like that's, that's just hype. It's meaningless hype. Yeah. Because normally when they call it, like, an event, it's because there's, like, some story thing. It's, like, the the crossover event. The w- I mean, maybe. Maybe. It's all Sabrina. Who knows? Maybe all the supernatural stuff gets resolved in five episodes. Sabrina comes and goes in that time. 
I don't know. They're though. not giving us specifics. I don't know. Back to your regularly scheduled discussion. That is a wrap on season five, all you listeners out there in podcast land. Yeah. Uh, 19 episodes. Uh, season six is coming around the bend, hot on its heels, of course. Mid-November. So, so many shows uh, uh, this upcoming season are in the same boat for the same real-world reasons. Yeah. I mean, quite honestly, I really like... I mean, I don't like COVID and I don't like what's going on, but I like that it's changed when shows come out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that it's not this, like, September is when we start and everything starts in September and then there's nothing new on come November. And I'm looking forward to, you know, once the show starts, uh, having a nice long break after they have to catch up from production from the strike, unless they cave and give in to the, the uh, demands of the strikers. Which they should. Which they should immediately. Immediately. But if they don't, it's nice to have a break. Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of our episode. That's the end of the season. That's the end of us for the season. Uh, uh, and you know what you can do in this this time off that we have? In this month or so ahead of us? You have plenty of opportunities to talk to your friends. Mm-hmm, Tell mm-hmm. them about our show. You know what's a great Halloween watch? There's this show where an angry redhead screams a lot and makes the wind blow. <laughs> You can also leave us a rating and review. Her boobs are out all the time. You can leave that in the rating and review. We might get some listeners who didn't really realize what they were stumbling across. (laughs) Uh, You can also follow us on social media. My boobs stay put. Which is what you have to say on social media so you don't get banned. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at sex underscore Archie. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who knows, we might do a bonus or you might just see us in like a month. Let's not make any promises. Well, with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie. My syrup has been polluted. Polluted.